Welcome to the Voo Church Podcast. Have you ever played the game of telephone? Often what once started as a clear message becomes a distorted koi of its original meaning. Mixed messages are all around us, but our faith is built on one message alone, Jesus. More than just a message, a person. He changes everything. Today, Pastor Don Cherie continues our collection of talks, This Is Voo. We're exploring what it looks like to live a life built on Jesus. In this sermon, the message of a lifetime. One of the greatest ways we walk out our faith is in Vu Cruise and Cruise Start next week. Learn more and sign up at vuchurch.com slash cruise. Remember, Jesus gives us new life and a new perspective. Let's lean into the message together. Last week, Rich kicked us off in a brand new collection and it's called This Is Vu or you could call it, this is us. We're talking about the values of our church, the values that we founded this community upon, and we're really focusing on who we are. And our prayer today is that whether you're in this room or watching online or at one of our other locations, that this collection would be a reset for you, that you would realize your purpose and your destiny and your calling and that you would realize that we are all together called to be the church. Look at your neighbor and say, be the church. See, church is not about a place, it's about a people. And we are human beings. Sometimes we look a lot like human doings. We get caught up in the doing. But today, as we look to God's Word, we're focused on who are we becoming? We are the ecclesia. We are the church. And when we gather in this house, we come to minister to God. It might've been chaos and all hell broke loose this morning for you to get to this place or for you to turn on the TV and have a moment of peace to look to God's word. But this is your moment. We are the ecclesia. We minister to God. We worship God. This is a place where we equip the saints to go out and to carry the message of Jesus. Rick spoke so powerfully last week. If you didn't hear it, you need to hear it. He talked about that we're the bride, we're the body. We, together, we are the building, not these four walls. These four walls don't hold power. They can't do miracles. But Jesus' love through you, in your home, in your marriage, miracles can spring forth in the most ordinary moments because of the God that we serve. There is work to do. But that work that God has called us to do, how many of you believe it flows from the truth that we hold and the identity that we know is found in Jesus? If you believe that today, why don't you put your hands together? Together, we're trusting Jesus and we're looking at our values. Our values are just what you hold of worth in your life. You can really um, see your values by how you spend your time, Rich gave seven qualifying factors for what we value last week. But we wanna look at the first value of our church and our community. It is the first, but it is the foundation for every other value that stands on top of it. And that value is Jesus is our message. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is our message. I wanna talk to you for the next few minutes from the thought, the message of a lifetime. Will you pray with me? God, thank you so much for today. 
Thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. God, thank you for their lives. Lord, that through your spirit, through the message of the gospel, we carry the message of a lifetime. Let it come alive today in our hearts. Let us see it with fresh eyes and hear it, God, like we're hearing it for the first time. Change us today by the power of your spirit. We need you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Come on and everybody said. Amen. If you're watching online, if you're in this room, if you're at another location, why don't we put our hands together for the God that we serve. We hold the message of a lifetime. What is the message of Jesus? What is the message of Jesus? It's called the good news, right? Maybe you haven't heard some good news in a long time. Let me tell you some good news today. John 3, 16 and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. That's some good news. Do you notice how many times he says world? God loves the world. He is focused on the world, so much so that he sent his only son, Jesus, and today we celebrate. That's why we sing at the top of our lungs. That's why if you can't find the note, it's still beautiful worship to God's ears because we celebrate the good news of Jesus. You know, this is the message, and honestly, we don't back away from the fact that this is a radical message. We're not ashamed that we're giving our lives away for this message, that it takes all of our focus and all of our intention, but how many of you know it has nothing to do with what we've done, but it has everything to do with what Jesus has done. And everything that we do in this life is all based on what he completed so that we could start a brand new life through him. This is a radical message. This is a message that makes absolutely no sense to your friends and family that don't know Jesus. It is countercultural. It is different from the message that the world preaches or the path that the world would encourage you to take. It's a radical, crazy message because we have experienced a crazy love. Come on, has anybody experienced the crazy, <laughs> radical love of Jesus? What is the message of Jesus? It's that God created a perfect, good world and that humankind decided to rebel against God and that it created a separation between the God that created us. So much so, sin entered into the equation and we were broken and our very nature is sin and that God decided to step in to time 2,000 years ago and to send his Savior, his Son, his one and only Son, Jesus, in flesh and blood, all God, all man, 2,000 years ago, he's a, he appeared on the scene of history, and he lived a radical life. He lived a perfect life. He lived a life that was full of love and compassion, that his life was grace and truth. He spoke 
with authority to the powers of the day. He spoke with compassion to those that were broken. And he decided to lay his life down. The religious leaders of the day were so incensed by the life that Jesus led and the grace that he spoke and how he reached out to those who were marginalized and shoved aside and were given no voice in society. The miracles he did, the love that he poured out, that the religious leaders of the day decided to take his life. But you and I as Christ followers, we don't believe that Jesus was murdered. We believe that Jesus willingly laid his life down, that he laid his life down for you and for me so that through his blood, the ultimate sacrifice, that after his blood was shed on Calvary, that there wouldn't have to be one more sacrifice to forgive us of our sins, that his perfect sacrifice was more than enough to forgive us fully, to forgive us forever. It was enough. And as he died on the cross, he said, it is finished, that the sacrifice was enough for all that would believe in him. But how many of you know that the story doesn't end with him on the cross? No, he's put in a tomb and three days later, he is resurrected to new life. Come on, let's put our hands together. We serve a risen savior. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And there's a lot of things that we could say about Jesus, but can I tell you, more than just some motto, more than just some saying or slogan, our God is alive. That's what sets what we believe apart from every other religion throughout history. Our God is alive. And because he is alive, all of us who put our faith and trust in him, from the moment we believe in the sacrifice he made, we are new creations. The old has passed away, everything is new, and the same power that conquered the grave lives inside of us, the Holy Spirit. And now you have a brand new life. And friends, you may have thought that life started that day that is your birthday, but really life begins when you give your life to Jesus. You are more alive than you have ever been. Every single moment of the day, the Spirit of God is living, breathing, and moving through you. It's good news. It's good news. This is the message of Jesus. It's a radical message, and it is the best news. You see, Jesus is our message as a church. He's not just our method. He's everything that we hold as a community. Everything. You know, he's not just part of the message of the church. He is the message. He's not our soapbox. He's not just our approach. He's not just a facet of this community. He doesn't just make it happier. We are not preaching a message of morality. We are not preaching a message of works. We are not preaching a message of positive thinking or that you can just figure this out if you surround yourself with the right people. Friends, the only good thing about this house, about this community that you are a part of today is that Jesus is our message. He's all we've got. He's all we'll preach. He's all we know. And we'll spend the rest of our life, a lifetime, 
discovering the message of Jesus. And you say, well, what do you mean, Don Shree? Because I hear you preach about other things. Weren't you guys just in a collection on single and secure? What does that have to do with the message? Well, friends, every single week in single and secure, you would have discovered that the only way to be secure is if you realize that Jesus is the only hope for your life, that he's a firm foundation for your mental state, for your marriage, for your family, for your workplace. You may go, Don Shree, but you know, you got, you got VU Kids and you got Growth Track, you've got all, yeah, go through it. Let's do it. VU Conference, Jesus is our message. Growth Track, step one. You know what the first step and every step of Growth Track is? It's that Jesus is our message. And within the message of Jesus, you find a beautiful, abundant life. You know, we're a part of the Capital C Church. The Capital C Church has one message. You need to get this clear. Because sometimes people come to church and they say, oh, you know what, I've got that down. But in crews in our small groups, I wanna go a little bit deeper. It doesn't get deeper than Jesus. It doesn't get deeper than the radical love, the grace of God that saves us and transforms us. And together as a community, we're committed to staying the plot. We're committed to saying, we're not gonna chase after some new idea or some new promise of what's gonna change us. No, in this community, for a lifetime, we're gonna preach the only message that can change anything. And it's Jesus and Jesus alone. If you believe it today, why don't you put your hands together? It's Jesus. He's the only one. He's the only one who can change us. The message of Jesus is that everyone needs Jesus. Everyone. He died for everyone. He died so that we could be forgiven of our sin. He didn't come to the world to condemn the world. We just read it. But through grace and through truth, the message of Jesus is enough to change our world upside down because we're sinful in our nature. Sin isn't just what we say. It's not just what we do. It's not just what we think. No, it's, it's so much deeper than that. Sin is who we are. If you're just trying to change the exterior, you can go buy all the self-help books that you want, but you're not gonna be able to change a thing. Keep remodeling. You, you don't need to be remodeled. You need to be redeemed. You need to be set free. You need to be made completely new from the inside out. And we can give you a couple steps to make your home more peaceful, or you can know the Prince of Peace. You can be filled with peace. You can be filled with joy. We know where our hope comes from. It comes from Jesus. And if you're a part of this community, we will never stray from this one message. Because we believe as we serve our community with the message of Jesus, that Jesus is the only one who can change our community. He loves us. And I love him through trusting him and obeying him. Not by acting like I'm perfect. Not by putting on a mask when I come to church. But by choosing to trust and obey him. This is a church of faith. This is a church of obedience. 
This is a church that adheres to the radical message of Jesus. And as we preach on any subject, friends, I want you to understand this. As a church, it's very important for you to understand our goal. We always preach through the lens of grace. We always preach through the lens of grace. We believe that it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. We believe that the the sacrifice of Jesus' blood is enough to change people's lives, to change their values, to change the way they walk, the way that they talk. We're always gonna preach through the lens of grace. So you may come here on a Sunday and we may be preaching about any given topic, but it's always gonna come back to the saving message of Jesus Christ, the finished work of the cross. This is the message of a lifetime. We don't get over it. We cling to it. This is the message of our church, but I also want you to understand this is the message of our individual lives. This is the message of our individual lives. We make up the church. So if we want the corporate church to make a difference in society, then we must take up our individual responsibility to carry the good news, the message of Jesus. That it's not just, oh, I wanna bring my friends to church on Sunday so they can hear that Jesus is our message, but rather you understand wherever I go, I'm a living, breathing message to the world around me. That there is grace, that there is truth, that there is hope that is found in Jesus. And I may be out on the pickleball court. I may be bringing cupcakes to the kindergarten class for my kid's birthday. I may be out having a conversation with a friend. But right now, Jesus is my message. Jesus is my message. We are the salt of the earth. Um, I, I love to put salt in my food. I have not cooked a recipe yet. I keep a bowl of salt next to my stove. I've not used a recipe yet that says, um, just use one grain of salt. Never seen that before. Just use one grain. And while one grain of salt is not enough to change an entire dish, It is the responsibility of every one of those grains of salt to remain salty so that it is effective in what it is changing. And together, every single one of us, we are the salt of the earth. Your one grain of salt makes a difference because as we are scattered across South Florida, as we are scattered across the world, our saltiness, it changes the world through the message of Jesus. Come on, if you're excited about your one grain of salt and what you get to be a part of, why don't you put your hands together today? You matter. Stay salty. What does carrying the message of Jesus, being the message of Jesus look like? Have you ever had something that you wanted to say and then you forgot it? I I do this all the time. And I talk to myself. Do you ever talk to yourself? John Shree, what are you doing right now? 
I talk to myself that way. What were you gonna say? And oftentimes I'll be in conversation. I forget it. I have to say, I'll, I'll remember it um, when it comes to me. Friends, you can't be the message of Jesus if you don't know the message. <laughs> Do you know Jesus? This is the power of transformation. It's not coming to church. It's not going to the growth track. All of these beautiful things that we are a part of, they're all based upon the gift of salvation through Jesus. Do you, do you know the message that you actually carry? Because it's not just a Sunday message. It's an everyday message. It's the message of a lifetime. Look at your neighbor and say, it's the message of a lifetime. Jesus, before he ascended to heaven, after he resurrected, he commissions the early followers. He speaks to them before he ascends. And he gives them a commission about carrying the message. And this is what he says to them in Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 through 20. He says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Everybody say go. go. And make disciples of all nations. Say all nations. all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey Everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. See, we don't just make converts, we make disciples. It's not just about the one decision of Jesus, forgive me about of my sins. It's now I'm on this glorious new life mission. Everything about the way I see life, everything about the way I see the world, everything about my values and my system of belief, it's completely changed because I met a man. It's not just a message, he is a man. And my relationship with Jesus changed is everything moving forward. I've got a new life, so I've got a new perspective. I've got a new life, so I've got a new path of purpose. I've got a new life, so I've got a new set of values. I've got a new life, so I've got a new attitude. I've got a new life, so I've got a new response when people hurt me, when people backstab, when people wound me. There's a new response now because I have a new life. Everything is new. So if your thought process has been, oh, I'm forgiven of my sins, now what? And you go back into your life and you're just living the same old, same old. Talking the way you always talked. Living the way you always lived. Pursuing the old things that you always pursued. I bet you're living a very frustrated life trying to follow Jesus. Because it's not just receiving his forgiveness. Friends, he died for so much more than that. He died so that you would have a new life. So that every day moving forward, you would hold to the message of a lifetime. That as you love him, as you just seek him above every other thing, that this is not a message of striving, that this is not a message of achieving or proving, this is a message of knowing I am a child of God 
and I have a new family, and I have a new hope, and I have a new promise, and it's the message of a lifetime. Jesus commissions them. He says, go into all the world, preach the gospel. It's an inclusive message, all nations. It's an active message, friends. He says, you gotta go. That's uncomfortable. That's inconvenient to have to go. It's a transformative message. Now that you know me, be baptized and obey the words that I say. What words did he say? Well, you got to open up the word. You got to get to know him. Our prayer is that this would be a house that clings to the word of God. The more than any other information that you are intaking in your day-to-day, that you are being transformed by the word of God that you would know the words of Jesus for yourself, that this wouldn't be the only place that you are understanding the message of Jesus, but that you are carrying that salt and that light out because of who you are from the inside out. Now, when he says go and baptize them, there are two different meanings, original meanings of this word baptize. One would be to immerse, And the other means to soak. Essentially, it means to soak. And when we look at the original meaning of this word, when Jesus says, go and baptize them, it's that word, to soak, to stay submerged. When I was young in the summers, I would go spend the summers and I would learn how to cook. My husband's like, what? I have not seen the fruit of that. And I would go to um, a woman in our church. She was like a grandma to me. We called her Sister Cogswell. And I would go to her house and she would teach me how to make the best food ever. Hot water cornbread and um, just a million different things. But one of the things I could go through all the list, jambalaya. Um, You don't know about all that good stuff, that Cajun food. But one of the things that she taught me how to do is to can. Has anybody ever canned before? We would can jelly, we would can pickles. And the interesting thing about pickles is, maybe you didn't know this, but pickles are actually cucumbers. Did you know this? Am I blowing your mind right now? You came to church to hear about cucumbers. Cucumbers, we would take them, we'd put them in a jar with like vinegar, liquid, and the cucumber turns into a pickle. The interesting about the thing about this is it completely transforms it. It's not a cucumber anymore. You don't call it a cucumber in vinegar. You call it a pickle, right? And even if you took the pickle out of the jar and you put it on the table and it was no longer submerged, it would still be a pickle. It's been completely transformed. And, and when we are baptizing and equipping And when we are choosing to go into all the world and preach the gospel, we are going, I am choosing to submerge my life. I'm choosing to immerse myself in the kingdom of God that I am a part of. Well, how do you immerse yourself? Well, Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You need to submerge yourself in the word of God if you want your life message to be Jesus. 
I want my identity to be new so I gotta know him. I gotta be submerged. It's not what I do. It's what he does to me. It's how he changes me. Don't forsake the gathering of the brethren. Well, that is that just so that we, you know, no, it's so that you're submerged. It's so that you're transformed week after week. Pray without ceasing. Is that just a habit? Is that just good positive thoughts? No, it's so you're submerged in your personal relationship with Jesus so that we worship God. Why do we lift our hands? Why do we clap? Why do we sing at the top of our lungs? So that every fiber of our being, including the air in our lungs, is submerged in this active beautiful living relationship with God that transforms us. And there's no going back because Jesus is my message and he's changed every single part of me. It's a lifetime message. I was talking to somebody this week. She's going through a a very painful breakup. So many people in our community dealing with the dynamics of relationship. She's dealing with a breakup and she said to me, Don Shree, I'm hopeful. Because even though I'm broken, even though this isn't what I wanted, I just know that there's so much that God can do. And I looked at her and I said, whoa, Jesus is your message. For even in the darkest time right now for you that you didn't see coming with this, for you to point back that Jesus can do so much, you really trust him. You're really leaning into him. He, you really believe that he's close to the brokenhearted. You really believe that he binds up their wounds. You're not going trying to find somebody to be a filler. You're not trying to go fill your time or distract yourself. You're standing right in the middle of your heartbreak going even now, I believe that Jesus is the message in the middle of my heartbreak and that he was enough on the mountaintop so he'll be enough in the valley. Oh, come on, I'm talking to somebody today. Jesus is our message and he is more than enough. You don't need anything else. He is our message. In Galatians, Paul's writing to Galatia and there's this distinction between the Jews and the Gentiles. And the Jewish Christians are trying to put on the followers of Jesus that they have to abide by the law and that the law is what really makes them followers. And Paul comes in, he's like, you've been saved by grace. We're only preaching one message. We're not preaching the law. We are preaching grace through Jesus Christ. And those in the early church are saying, yes, but this grace that that you're proclaiming, it gives people license to sin. It gives people the authority to do whatever they want, to live lives that don't glorify God. And Paul comes in, he's writing the letter. He's like, no, the grace of God does anything but that. The grace of God transforms you because it's not your power, it's his. The more you lean on him, the stronger you are. The more you surrender, the more you realize that he wants to hold you and lead you. And this is what he says. I'm gonna read a massive portion of scripture. But friends, I hope it lights you up. Because when it comes to the transformative message that we hold, this is what 
Paul is saying to the early church and what he says to us also. It's in the message interpretation. He says this. Sometimes we just need some counsel. He gives it. My counsel is this. Live freely, animated and motivated by God's spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. For there's a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with a free spirit. Just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness. These two ways of life are antithetical so that you cannot live at times one way and at times another way according to how you feel on any given day. Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence? It's obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. This sounds like 2022, repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied once, a brutal temper and impotence to love or be loved, divided homes, divided lives, small-minded or lopsided pursuits, the vicious habits of depersonalizing everyone into a rival. Uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. I could go on. This is not the first time that I've warned you, you know. If you use your freedom this way, you'll not inherit God's kingdom. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others. We'll talk about that next week. Exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way. Among those who belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed off for good. It's crucified. Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not hold to it as an idea in our heads or just a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. That means we will not compare ourselves with each other as if one of us were better and another worse. We have far more interesting things to do with our lives. Each of us is an original. Can you put your hands together for that truth? I hope it just lit you up. That's some good stuff, right? That is some good stuff. That's like breathing in fresh air. That is the hope that we have in Jesus, that we are transformed by the power of his spirit. He says legalism won't help you in any way. Some of you, the best thing you could do is come to the end of yourself today. Is stop trying to live in religion. 
Stop trying to measure up and look at yourself as good. You will find the hope you're looking for when you realize that we're broken, but we are found in Jesus. We're made whole, we're made new, we're made spotless, and we're given a brand new life. And I love how he talks about stop comparing. How often are we comparing? We're scrolling. We're reading the news. We're looking at her promotion at work. We're looking at them and their kids. We're looking at them and their marriage. We're looking at them and their boyfriend or their girlfriend or the trip they just took. And we're comparing. Stop doing that. You have a once in a lifetime purpose. When Jesus is the message of your life, it's the adventure of a lifetime. It's the message of a lifetime. Paul says so clearly at the end of that passage, she said, you are an original. Look at the person next to you and say, you are an original. Write it down in your journal if you're watching online. You are an original. You know, our society, we are obsessed with being original. People are obsessed with authenticity. They are obsessed with autonomy. We are obsessed with individuality. And yet, we just become a regurgitation of all the messages around us when we try to create our own story and our own message. We just become like everybody else. How do you actually live for Jesus? If Jesus is our message and it's a transformative message, then what is the transformation that has to take place? Well, I told you that Paul was writing to Galatia. In this letter, he's incredibly direct and strong. In fact, they believe that towards the end of the letter, he takes the pen from the scribe and starts to write in big letters because he's so passionate. He's not playing around. He's like, you better get this. This is life or death. We don't live by the law, but what is the message of grace? What is the message of this hope that we found? And this is what he says in Galatians chapter two. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Put your hand over your heart. Say, I have been crucified with Christ. Paul's shouting at us. Why? Because the message of grace has come. Come, just as you are. All you who are weary, heavy laden. Some of you, it's hard for you to even get out of bed this morning. Jesus knows and he cares. He brought you here not to beat you down, but to lift your head, to let you know where your help comes from, comes from heaven. He's with you. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. That's the message of Jesus, that the power of God is within you. You're not alone. The message of Jesus is come, come. All you who are weary, heavy laden, I will give you rest. But you know how you find rest? You die. What do you mean, Don Cherie? You die. You die to your old self. You die to your old dreams. You die to your old proclivities. You die to your old thought patterns. You die to your old way of controlling everything. The way that you find rest 
is when you lay your life down. When you decide, no longer is the message of my life my message, but Jesus is my message. It doesn't say Don Shree's message with a little bit of Jesus. It doesn't say Don Shree's message with Jesus when my back is up against the wall and I really need encouragement and a good word. No, my, my name isn't in that declaration. My name isn't even in that value. It's Jesus and only Jesus. And when I'm crucified with Christ, when I lay my life down, friends, that's when I actually live. And that's when I actually am able to move forward into the once-in-a-lifetime story that God has created for me. Because if you wanna be original, start to follow Jesus. You get it? Like, because when you start to emulate Jesus, when you start to pick up Jesus, when you start to allow him to transform you from the inside out, submersing your life in all that he is, all of a sudden, as you emulate him, as you're changed by him, you find who you are. It's this crazy exchange. And Paul is saying, I'm crucified with Christ. That old life, it's no longer a part of me. Now Christ lives within me. And that's really how our world has changed. It's not changed by proclaiming the message on Sunday alone. It's through the joy in your heart, it's through the smile on your face, it's through the strength when you're in the broken season the people around you are able to see, oh, this is more than just a declaration. This is who he actually is. This is who she actually is. And everybody's trying to find themselves. You know when you'll find yourself? When you lose yourself. This is not a popular message. This is a radical message. This is a I'm all in. And the world will do everything to make you believe that the message is crazy. And I guess I don't want to beat around the bush today. I guess I just want you to know that it is crazy. It's a radical message. It's that I must decrease and he must increase. It's that I got to get out of the way completely, humble myself, die to myself, and understand to live as Christ is gain. Oh, come on. Does anybody believe it today? We are crucified with Christ, and yet that's when we truly live. This is the message that the next generation must know. Now, I'm not just raising my kids to be popular or to be smart. In many ways, I'm raising my kids to be unpopular and to be good with it, to be the odd ones out, to be the ones that when everybody else is doing it and everybody else says it makes sense and that this is the message and you're crazy, that they can stand and be the only one standing knowing that like Paul declared, though no one stood at my side, Christ stood with me because this is the message of a lifetime. And it's not just that we want the next generation to be able to stand alone against the tide of culture or to be okay with being different, knowing they were destined to be different. But it's also knowing that there'll be a day that I won't be in my kid's life. And the message of Jesus that I carry is not enough for them, that they too have to throw their lives into the hands of a gracious, loving God. 
and watch a brand new life spring forth. And that we'll spend the rest of our life getting to know the God that we serve. And it will take a lifetime to unpack those four words. Jesus is our message. You know, my grandmother is one of my heroes. Best preacher in the world. Amazing woman, gracious always the person to get down on her knees and look into my eyes and come down to where I'm at. One of my favorite things to do is just spending time with my grandmother. The crazy thing is, as much time as I've spent with her, I just keep getting to know her more. Like, I I don't know everything about her. I ask her questions and I get to know her and I learn so much just by being in her gracious presence, watching the way that she values people recognizes people, watching the way she prays and talks to God in a very real way, watching how she lives humbly, lifting other people up. But I, I, every conversation, I find out more about her. And Maybe you've just been living a small life of faith where you've, you've made the message of Jesus just a prayer that you prayed. And friends, that is the catalyst for all change. But the change is so you can walk out a brand new life so that you can understand you are a carrier, that Jesus is your message. And you go, Don Shuri, it sounds beautiful, but man, I just can't get there. Like, I wanna be changed, but you don't understand. When I get angry, I get angry. When, when, when somebody hurts me, I can't just let that go. It's real. Don Shuri, I can't, you're right, you can't, and neither can I. It's only by the power of His Spirit that we can change. That's why we're only preaching Jesus in this house. Because Jesus is your only hope and he's my only hope. And when we preach and proclaim Jesus, when we stay committed and we don't add all this other junk, when we crucify our fleshly desires and we pursue God with everything that we have, what we're saying is, God, I just wanna get out of the way so that your light can shine. I just wanna... I just want people to see you, the way that I talk, the way that I respond, the way that I lead, the way that I strategize, the way that I plan, the way that I prepare, the way that I ponder. I just, I just want it to be you. I want you to know that you have not overestimated the intentionality or the desire of God to be involved in every area and facet of your life. He wants to be the message of your life. And you will spend the rest of your life getting to know Him, the rest of your life soaking in all that He is, the rest of your life being transformed. Why? Because Jesus is our message, and it is the message of a lifetime. Thank you for listening to today's message. At VU, we believe we weren't meant to do life alone. We've been created with a unique purpose and designed to live in relationship with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Him, we want to create an opportunity for you to do so today. If you want to say yes to Jesus, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I trust you with my past. I ask that you guide me in my present. And I even place my future in your hands. I'm yours, Lord, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made the decision to follow Jesus today, 
we want to partner with you in the next steps of your faith journey. Go to voochurch.com slash online. We love you.